Well, hello, all of our ghoul, zombie, monster, creepy fans. We are delighted to have you on episode two of the Horror Motel. Myself and my lovely co-host, Bunny Galore. Hello, my love. Oh, hello, Alison. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm, I'm so stoked. We got to episode two. Amazing. <laughs> no one's got eaten by zombies. Oh, they're coming to get Not you, yet. Barbara. Oh, I mean, and that was a quote, of course, from our very first one, uh, Night of the Living Dead, which we checked into the honeymoon suite because we we decided it was uh, it should be given the the highest royalties because it was the original really zombie film. So we, we've given it that 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 credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top tier honeymoon was... suite with the, with the plastic off the chairs. It's yeah. a <laughs> we, we decided to treat them. We decided to treat them. And what a lovely way to start it off. Your choice. Thank you very much for choosing right away a honeymoon oh. suite selection to to bring the people in. Uh, I myself now am bringing a movie to the table this week, uh, which Ooh. might turn people completely off and they might want to check out of the motel. <laughs> or we might get a whole new crop of people that are going to come out because, again, this is my personal all-time favorite horror movie. Um, it, encap- it, it, it it takes in all the elements of a horror movie that I love. I love teenagers. I love the um, angst of a teenager. Uh, I like uh, the idea of, uh, you know, parents not understanding. Um, basically, what I'm doing is describing my youth is what is happening right now. And that is why I fell so in love with this movie. Oh, yeah. But before we get to that, before we start chatting about the movie, I want to know, how was your week this week, my love? Well, um, Alison, it's it's quite strange. January is always weird, isn't it, it the new year, uh, once you get into uh, January. Uh, I, di- I never do dry January. Uh, I never do dry anything. Uh, <laughs> but it's been particularly strange this year because I didn't do... I'm One of the things I'm well known for is doing pantomimes and obviously that's what I did on a TV show last year but it I didn't do one this year I was trying to be uh strong and hold out and go no I'm not going to do one unless it's the right role the right uh show and I was kind of fine not doing one and then everyone started rehearsing and going off and I was suddenly really quite jealous and one of my best friends didn't do one as well so we both sit there going um this feels weird and what was even weirder was then what do you do over Christmas? I mean, I, be, I was gigging, but when you don't have that structure, shows on Christmas Eve, shows on Boxing Day, shows on New Year's Day, you only have Christmas Day off, you only have New Year's Day off. What do you do? Apparently, you have to talk to your family. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have much family yeah. left, unfortunately, but it's, it's it was something like, what do you actually do if you... And it seemed to go on forever. Anyway, we're in the new year now. Um, I was going to ask you, Alison, uh, I normally don't do any New Year's resolutions. Uh, again, this is part of, like, obviously, I think people make New Year's resolutions just to talk about something on New Year's Eve, I think. Uh, ha- do you have any uh, resolutions? And also, have you broken them yet? <laughs> hey! Okay, so my theory with resolutions is to definitely make them uh, an a goal that can be accomplished, right? You don't you don't want to set the last year my goal was to drink more water. There we go. Oh, I like to keep it one. simple. Mm. Thank you. And, and good for that. you and, and full of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I have a water alarm that goes off on my phone to remind me to drink a glass of water every hour. Isn't that ridiculous? But I literally did that. And so that was my New Year's resolution last year. This year, mm-hmm. I have decided because I am a part of every other sucker in the world and got in wrapped into buying a, an air fryer because Ooh. that's what we're all doing now. Ooh. We're all air frying. Yeah, I haven't got I one yet. Tell me everything. Ninja. Oh, get one. I got the Ninja Foodie and it is like, it is an air fryer. It is a pressure cooker. It's a slow cooker. It's a dehydrator. It's a, it's all these things all in one. So my New Year's resolution this year is to use the pressure cooker. I've never used a pressure oh. cooker in my life. No. It cooks things way faster. Yes. And you can do a full roast as opposed to slow cooking it for eight hours in two hours. So my New Year's resolution, as well as my boyfriend's <laughs> grandfather's <laughs> resolution, because I bought him a Ninja Foodie cookbook, is to use a pressure cooker, which I'm a little afraid of, but I'm going to use the pressure cooker. The yeah. pressure cooker is different to the air fryer. Is that yes, right? Yes. It's a different, different, the different setting. Because they've been around for yes. a while, haven't they? It's not. It's, it's only because the Absolutely. air fryer seems to do yeah. everything. You know, makes you look prettier and skinnier and everything. Um, but I was a pressure cooker. I was. I'm a bit nervous of because you think mm, the word pressure's in the title. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you get distracted, I know. By I'm worried it's going to explode in the yeah. kitchen. But uh, you know, I figured that is a goal that over the next year I will. Uh, I will accomplish. I will cook one roast. In a pressure What well, I'm really tempted to go in on the air fryer thing, I have to say, because everybody's talking about it. And it does seem to be a really good idea. But I think it's because I don't have a much, uh, not tabletop, countertop um, space. And they're quite big, are they? Yeah, they can, they can take up some space. But I am telling you. You will be amazed. Life changing. How much yes, you will yeah. use it? Yeah. I, yeah. Know, I think. Yeah. I think you're right. I, th- I think also because I don't really. I'm not the greatest cook. I'm a great. I. What do I say? I assemble food. I don't. You know. I don't cook from scratch. Scratch. <laughs> um. I. You know, no, it will be right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love it. It's exactly what I do. It's, I'm not saying I don't. It's not like microwave stuff, but it's um. It's like stuff, you know, a sauce from a jar. I don't make the sauce from scratch. That type of thing. I I, I just, yeah. I'm not very good at that. I do have my friend's recipe for soup, so I'm, uh, which is a re- the best soup you've ever tasted. It, I will make some for you if I ever end up making it. But I need to, to get one of those, a blendery thingy. So I need to get a blendery thing first, and then I'm getting an air fryer. Wow, look at us. We're so domestic goddesses. Oh, I'm so proud. Now, what about you? What is your New Year's resolution? I think it's probably going to be. I got into running uh, last two years ago. Was it two years ago? When was lockdown three? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, lockdown three was oh, no. early twenty twenty one, wasn't it? So uh, <laughs> triggered. Um, but I got into running then, and I think uh, it's. And I I hated every second. However, who knew cardio works? Why are they keeping these secrets from us, Alison? I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, Alan Cardio works. So, um, uh, oh so uh, yes, I'm, I want to get back into running. I do hate it, but I really feel the benefits, I have to say. it uh, For someone who's 103, like I am, apart from my calves turning into into rocks, um, it, does, it's, it, it was less impactful than I was expecting. All my younger friends that were doing it, they're the ones that fell over and twisted their ankles, everyone over a certain age. We all were fine, probably because we weren't going like maniacs doing it. But we did the couch to 5K. 
which is a, a great app that tells you how to uh, build up slowly. So uh, I don't think I'll go back to the beginning, but I think, yes, I think running. I don't normally make resolutions, but I'm planning on doing that, I think, for 2023. Wow. I got to say, you've sure showed me up, haven't you, you son of a bitch? I'm all, I'm going to make more food. You're like, I'm going to run. You're going to do the impossible. You're going to start running. Running is up there for me like math those are two things i never want to do again in my life good for you i, I, was, ama- well, I was really amazed how it worked and believe me the first time i was like the worst thing is uh, most of my friends but my one of my best friends he was getting uh what's that endorphin rush thing that you get after any worker he was like full on high after every time i was like I'm not getting anything. I'm just regretting all my life choices. I felt worse coming back emotionally than I wasn't happy. I was thinking, I'm I'm just mistaking this. Is it just like, yeah, if I hold my breath, I get high. But, you know, like that's an endorphin rush because it's terror. But um, a bit like our movie this week. (laughs) If you hold your breath long enough, it feels terrifying. Um, Exactly. uh, And so, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It does. But it does work. It does weirdly work. But it is mind-numbingly dull. Um, but you know, if you put Horror Motel on your on your headphones, you can start running to the all other. You can run to us. Do you can run to us? Yeah, <laughs> might make yeah. you run Just the thought of that, you are so brave. You are so. But you know what? Now you'll have your cardio up. And uh, yes. if you were ever in any of the situations uh, that these horror movies that we talk about put us in. You will be the survivor. I will be dead in the beginning of the movie because I will just be staring at a pressure cooker waiting for my roast to come out. And you'll be like already down the block, ready to go. So uh, good for you. You, That is quite a resolution. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And speaking of cardio, I'll tell you what. Cardio is what you need to be able to run away from the monster. That is in the yes. horror movie I'm bringing this week. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, Addison, tell us, what's your movie of choice? Ah, the movie that I am checking into the motel this week is none other than the iconic, the tremendous Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Dream Warriors. Oh, now, I... I go right to part three, and I think a lot of Elm Street fans, uh, part three is one of the favorites. I'm going to say, actually, there was a lot of polls done, and they said out of all the night. Now, the first one, classic, right? Classic. You'll never... The first one is a movie and a a beauty in and of itself. We meet Freddy. We learn about... But number three is when we really start to get the campy, funny, uh, good lines that... Freddy Krueger brought us. To me, he was one of the most humorous um, villain killer monsters that has ever been on the screen. This is it, Jennifer. Your big breaking TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. 
Now, Freddy Krueger, for those of you who may not know the background, here it is. So Freddy Krueger is, uh, the the breakdown of the movie is Freddy Krueger was a child molester back in the day. And a group of parents decided to get together and punish Freddy. And they burned him alive, as parents do, burned him alive. uh, And so then Freddy, Freddy came back and now haunts the children of the parents of Elm Street that burned him. They he haunts them and kills them in their dreams. I don't think there's anything more terrifying than the thought of somebody being able to get you in your sleep. That is why I love this movie. Mm. Right? Are there any yes. other I guess I mean are there any other dream killers that have been out there? Not that I can remember. There's some there's a few episodes of Buffy where they have dreams and there's a there's a, something coming to get you in your dreams. I can't remember any other films that do it as the main yeah. villain. Uh, yeah. And I have to say, I so I, I think I agree because uh, so my relationship with the movie is I'm pretty so- sure I saw this at the cinema. Um, I'm old enough to kind of, I don't think I saw the first one perhaps at the cinema. Maybe I saw that on VHS rental uh, back in the, in the <laughs> yes. eight, that's, that's 84 is the original, I think. Um, oh, I can't remember when the first one comes out. Uh, and I probably saw the second one at the cinema, and then I'm pre- I'm really sure I saw the Dream Warriors I- in the cinema. And because it ties into the first one again, um, I I mean I quite like the second one, uh, but it's a bit not as memorable without Nancy, I think, because it, it's it's like Jamie Lee Curtis, isn't it, in the Halloween movies? You kind of need, you know, for, exactly for the villain. You need the heroine, and obviously Nancy's the yeah. the, the the main character from the first movie. So I love that she came back. I love the fact she's still the grey streak from the first one, and that makes her so much older. And she's wearing like suits, and she's older. And then later <laughs> in the movie, you're like, she's say, literally two years older. She's yeah, two exactly. years older. She's literally two years older. Yeah. And even in the film, they say it's six years later. When you're dressing her like she's forty, but I suppose it's to make a difference between the um, the thirty five year olds that are playing the teenagers. <laughs> Well, that is that is also what I love. In like a majority of horror movies, let's be honest, it's always like forty year olds playing an eighteen year old, exactly. which is why I'm a fan of horror movies because we could still be nineteen in a horror movie. Funny, this is why I, I like the idea of a horror. Huh? You and uh, me graduating. I think you should do it. Great I, prom, we could still go. Yeah, that's. I just I don't love. love too many cameos in horror. I'm, for someone that deals so much in horror movies. Uh, I've only just filmed, uh, I've just filmed the second one, actually. Um, uh, two different cameos in two different films. In fact, the first one, uh, Power Tool Cheerleaders versus The Boy Band of the Screeching Dead. I think I've got that right. I hope so. Um, which is a great title, a lot of light bulbs. Um, <laughs> and I pop up in that as a weirdly foreshadowing doing Britain's Got Talent, God help me, was I'm playing a reality uh, singing competition a contestant on it weirdly but it was shot in 2021 i think so we uh so it came out at fright fest last year funny enough so and the second one is a an anthology movie so i'm uh, I'm in a nightclub there so that's really fun so yeah considering and i get and i got turned into a monster i've never uh, you know never played a monster i usually get cast as goodies so uh so that's super fun it's the first time i've done any actual Albeit quite fleeting, the word cameo is, is quite strongly here. Uh, you know, blinking, you miss me type of thing. But uh, yeah, it was super fun. I finally get to be in horror movies. So that's great fun. Oh, I'm so jealous. Well, you know, like I said, our dreams of being going to prom can still happen. Well, in the now, world of horror the movie is going to be us two. Uh, <laughs> horror Motel the movie, babe. That's what we're doing. That's what ah, we're going to be. This is what we're aiming for. Ah. 
a couple of young teens take yes. control of a motel. That's us. That's us. And then they'll come to us and they'll be like, where are the young teens? Are those their parents? No, no, no. We are the young teens. Um, but that is why, that is why, look, that's why I love this one. So when you yes. look at the teens in Dream Warrior 3, I mean, some of them have a teeny look, but let's be honest. Uh, an interesting fact, particularly between 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. why I particularly love 3 again is because they bring back Nancy. But you know what else happened in 2? I don't know if you remember this or not. Robert Englund did not play the role of Freddy Krueger. I won't even say the name of the actor that played the role in uh, number two, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, because that is, is not, not a real Freddy Krueger. Yeah, no, he did not. They thought, we don't need Robert Englund. We can just throw a mask on anyone, and they can be Freddy Krueger. And so when 3 came out, they brought back Freddy, because they're like, we need our Robert. We need Robert Englund to play Freddy. So they brought back Robert, and they brought back Nancy, which is why I think those of us that love Elm Street fell so in love with the third, and the second is just kind of a movie in and of itself. It's it to me, it's not even I part of that because it doesn't. Did connect. not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, if I did, it's I mean, because I, I suppose it's been a long time since I've watched the second one. When we were discussing what films we're going to be doing, I realised I brought the Blu-ray box set of all 107 movie, Freddy movies, um, and I completely I'd never opened it so i was like oh you know i'd obviously planned to when they first came out on dvd blu-ray i should say uh, i was going to watch them all and i never got around to it so this was oh, great timing but i haven't rewatched the second one to i literally did not know that that's so yeah weird. they got odd choice. and to me robert england is is the franchise right i yes. i told you this oh. in the beginning when we first started yes. talking about horror movies i I didn't realize how much Robert Englund has affected my life, right? So he was Freddy Krueger, um, and I fell in love with him. And But before that, he was in V, The Final Battle, which was a TV oh, yeah. series, which was amazing. So and oh. he was the alien that fell in love with a human, and then they had a baby. Yeah. So he has been with me for a long time in my life. And in fact, I didn't realize how much he had influenced my life until... I introduced a friend of mine to an ex-boyfriend of mine from several years ago. And this friend just looked at me and was like, you know, he looks exactly like Robert Englund. And I was like, <gasps> no. I said, I am so in love with Nightmare on Elm Street that I, deep down inside, I was seeking out a fella that looked like Robert Englund. I've got oh, something for like, kind of. Yeah, I think he, especially in V. I mean, when I saw it, you know. I remember thinking, um, when was V? V was kind of the 83-ish, wasn't it? It was kind of early, early 80s. Yeah, early 80s, and, early 80s. And um, it was so seminal at the time as well. It was like, it was, it, I remember that the miniseries when it was first shown on ITV was like massive, like rating, huge ratings. I think they showed it consecutively it as well. I think they did like Saturday, Sunday, maybe the final part was on the Monday, I guess. Uh, I think it's three parts uh, in the UK, anyway. And um, yeah, it was the rate. It was all over newspapers. It was huge. Yeah. So, yeah, and I thought he, I huge. thought he was really sexy. Obviously, less so as as in the mask of Freddie. Uh, but uh, but his charisma. That's what's weird. Is so. I'm just so yeah. He's so. So the boyfriend yeah. wasn't wearing a, a fedora hat and a. a... <laughs> No, no, he was not. He just had the look of a, a burnt yes. face. No, uh, I very much fell in love. So, <laughs> just you know, like I can see your type, Allison. I can yes. see your type. Okay. Uh, thank God I didn't fall in love with like Pinhead from Hellraiser. That would have been really hard to find. That's but anyway, yes. I. Uh, so Robert England has been a part of. <laughs> and if you're listening, Robert, honestly, I truly love you. You're one of my biggest fans. 
I get jealous because you tell me you go to all these horror cons and I'm like, oh my God, like you are going to bump into him one of these yes. days. I've so I've never done a I've done a horror conventions with, with many people actually. And weirdly, I didn't, when we were talking about it the other day, I suddenly remembered I'd um done a convention with Nancy, Heather herself, uh, who was lovely. You have a picture with Nancy from yes, uh, Elm Street. I know, so weird. Because um I was I usually host the cosplay competition. And I might do Q and A's with people. I think that year I was it, that year was a seminal year because I got to interview Elvira Cassandra Peterson live on stage. I was, I mean, I just flown back from Vegas anyway with, with some from, from holiday with some friends, and I, I'm just I'm tripping with my words and even thinking about it because I was I remember being in Vegas going like where the film ends, Elvira uh, and Mistress of the Dark ends in Vegas, although it's probably shot in LA obviously, but. Um, I was just going, I can't believe I'm doing this. But then to have um, Heather there as well was just, and so many great people. But the photograph is really cool because I think I was back, I was leaving backstage to go and you go past the uh, signing tables. Um, I don't normally, I never think of myself as famous enough to sign things. So I just tend to like, like to do things at conventions. You know, I'll sign anything that people want me to do. I would take a photograph. I would lick whoever <laughs> asked me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't feel like a proper person to sit behind things. But as I was just coming out, she had just been presented for uh, this, the model of the house from Nightmare on Elm Street to sign. And so, and and the person was having a photograph, and I went, "Oh, do you mind me?" And it was a bit cheeky. But I was like, do I? I had met her. It's not like a complete stranger coming out to her. But um, so I got this incredible photograph with her and uh, and the model of the house, which is which is weird because there's a model in Dream Warriors, isn't there? The uh, I, well, I was just going to say that. I was going to say that. That so is weird. literally how we open Dream Warriors. And side note, uh, hopefully, once we get this going on YouTube, if you're okay with it, Bunny. Can we put the picture up of you and oh, yes. everyone can yes, see? Yes, I will do. Yeah. I, I, so we'll not, get that I'll up. Put it on back on my so it's on my social media anyway on my, on my Instagram, but I'll put it back out when this episode goes out as well. Please do so the world can see it because oh, it's amazing. Uh, mm. But yeah, so Dream Warriors starts off with the lead, Miss Patricia Arquette, yes. which the was the first time I've ever seen her in anything movie role. It was her first movie. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Because right. I I had forgotten she was in this. Until I rewatched, I know. Until you're like, since I've seen it, there she is, a young yeah. Patricia Arquette. Yeah. So she starts off making a paper mache model of uh, the um, Elm Street house, Freddy's house, um, as a way to stay up. So that is that is the beginning to the movie, which I thought was a great beginning because if you're a lover of this, instantly you're in. Um, and so then what happens is she gets in trouble. Her mom decides to send her away to a kind of like an asylum but they more call it like a a, a group home for teens who all have sleeping problems i.e. they're all haunted by freddy they all end up in this one uh kind of like i i, I get what would you call it like i don't want to call it i, I don't know what you where you ship off teens you ship them yeah, off so like a send them kind away. of correctional facility but you yeah, know, slash therapy, slash, uh, yeah, like, trying to get past of, their... Not, not like the Betty Ford Clinic, that, uh, but it's probably going more towards that. Is it like a rehabilitation... A sleep clinic? Yeah, like, like sleep a sleep clinic. Yes. Yeah. And that is where we Their problems is sleep, isn't it? Because we never see anybody else... We don't see no. anybody else, do we? That's just the... No, just it's the only teens dealing with their sleep issues. Yes. So it's, it's a one group of teens, and we meet them all, and it's a variety of characters. And then eventually they all discover that they're all haunted by this guy, then they discover that within their dreams they have superpowers, as we all do. Um, 
and then <laughs> they all they all through their dreams they they fight Freddy um and then in theory they they win although i mean surprise oh, spoiler alert days. there's a few more movies after the third <laughs> so he doesn't go away i'm sorry everyone um but yeah to me this just like spoke to me so much as a teenager right like parents don't understand mm. you're you're dealing with all these issues the kills in this are so i mean creative is that the right word yeah, to I, use when you're yeah i think this is when they yeah, get they get i mean I, they, the first two i think this the first film is very serious i think and quite and yeah. scary it has some yeah. humor in there but it's not like roger moore quips as as it becomes but if anybody is perfect for delivering those lines it's roger but england in this movie because it becomes uh you waiting for the next kill i think my favorite yeah. do you have a favorite I, my favorite is the tv one uh, where well, the, that the is the most the iconic. That, that is the most iconic one, and we will get a clip of it uh, where he lifts up Jennifer, who wants to be an actress in the future. And as she's trying not to fall asleep, she's watching in the TV room, and Freddie basically. Initially, there's an interview on TV with Zsa Zsa Gabor oh, and like yes. a late night host. That's so. And great then the because... late night host turns into Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. The strangest thing happened. So uh, I suddenly, it's a guy called Dick Cavett. I think that's how you say the name. And a few months ago, I discovered him on YouTube, his talk show. I, th I think it was, um, I was who the interviewer was, but it was, a, I think it was uh, to uh, a New York uh, reviewer and a writer, and they hated each other. <laughs> and it's a most hilarious interview because he's kind of, they're going at each other across him. And he's just, he's always very, he's very calm. He's very kind of real radio voice. He's really, I really fell in love with his style. And so I watched quite a few episodes and I was going, I really, but I've seen him somewhere before and I can't remember why or where I would know who he was. Um, but it's a really vague memory. And then of course I realized it's Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. Street. He's the one interviewing Zsa Gabor, uh, which is probably the, the, she does a lot of cameos in the eighties. That is probably my favorite. <laughs> Because it's so quick. It's literally so quick. And then he turns into Freddy and kills Zsa Zsa. And then Jennifer, the girl watching it, is like, what? And she stands up. She goes close to the TV. The TV then turns into Freddy. Freddy grabs her with his big TV hands, lifts her up, uh, says, what does he say? Welcome to, this is your big break in TV. And then the most iconic line, he smashes her head into TV, into the TV and says, welcome to primetime, bitch. Which is an improvised line by Robert oh, England that right. was not written. Welcome to primetime, bitch, was not written. He improvised it, and it has become one of the most iconic kill lines ever out of all the Elm Street movies. That oh. is my... And it was it was him. It was him improvising. It's glorious. He's glorious. Ready. Is it, yes. do I wonder if it's um, like a pastiche or something. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that line is from... You know, like in The Shining, is he is. Johnny is from the Johnny Carson show, but... We didn't grow up with the Johnny Carson show, so we never knew that in the UK for years. I wonder if the primetime thing is comes from an actor. Prime primetime. Mm, I bet you it like, was. I bet you it yeah. was. And so it was even more meaningful at that time. Mm. Um, but that, to me, is it's an iconic. That's where we begin to see Freddy's humor. Because yes. after through Dream Warriors 3, he becomes more of a... <laughs> like a funny killer, I guess. You know, yes. he has a sense of humor. You know, he'll kill someone and have a stock line for it, or before he kills someone, have a stock line. So that is where we begin to see the true Freddy. Uh, the teens come together, they battle. Um, oh, 
at some of the highlights, um, interesting fact, there's a point where um, it's uh, Patricia Arquette gets, in one of her dreams, Freddie turns into a giant snake and starts oh, yes. to her. And That's so, amazing. Yeah, so she's being eaten by this giant snake. But when they first made the giant snake, they had it more of a pinky color, and apparently it looked too much like a giant <laughs> phallic symbol. It looked like a giant <laughs> penis. Eating gen- so they had to cut the take, and then they made it more of a green. They changed the makeup on because it literally looked like a giant penis eating her. And yes. I was like, "Oh wow! Well, I think that that sums up horror movies in general." But uh, it was uh, so they had to change that. So they had to change that. Uh, That's probably uh, the other iconic moment, pretty. isn't it, from the film? Is that is that giant? Snake is that one head? It's just it's terrifying. Absolutely. I think because it's in the trailer as well. I did. I I, I t- sometimes go back and watch the trailers and. And just to kind of go, like, oh, what did they put out in the trailers to see what sells the movie? And I think with the, I'm sure that's in the trailer. Um, yeah. He, But you're right, he becomes uh, a lot funny in this. Isn't it weird, though, considering I, I always found it so strange, more so now than back then, that he's a child molester, child killer, and somehow becomes this pop culture icon, funny icon. Icon. And you, yeah. they, they kind of don't really... Because uh, uh, you... You never really see the victims apart from the ghosts of the little. You presume that's what the little girls are, that are the skippy yeah. ropes in the little dream sequences. You you yeah. presume that's the old victims, but um, because obviously well, they the tried to shy is... away from it. Yeah, they exactly. tried to shy away from the idea of molestation, and they went more yeah. child killer. But when it first yes. came out, he was a child molester. That was yeah. the whole. That's why the parents were like, "We're going to burn him." Yes. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, but they kind of, you know. But yeah, it is interesting that he's such a horrible, this horrible history, and yet we all kind of really yeah. he became this like symbol for us. Like he, to me, he is. I mean, there's a lot of movie horror killers out there, but I just think Freddy Krueger is one that is. I mean, I don't know. I I just think he stands the test of times. Everyone will know who Freddy is for the rest yes. of our lives. Um, I think it's the performance. It took... It's definitely him. It's Robert England oh. playing it. It's the charisma coming out of it. It's and it's just the the line delivery and the and the, the iconic kills, the line delivery and the look. The look is just like it's it's kind of it's gory, but it's not sickening. You don't look at him and go, "Oh God!" Um, it's not unbearable to look at. It's kind of just it becomes him it comes the character uh for you know a lot of other famous killers of the time um michael myers or jason have got masks on and the fact you can yeah. see the eyes and the you know expressions even though he's got heavy makeup on it's uh yeah. it makes it uh, i think that's possibly why because you can you can kind of cosplay as him or you can dress up as him but it's still a person it's not um it's not a blank mask that could be anybody yeah. Uh, which is why I find it so shocking they got rid of him for the second movie. I had no idea that happened. Um, I know. I don't think a lot of people do. It was a different uh, writer, director. Everything was different in the second one, which is why the third uh, was such a strong hit because it had all the elements that true Elm Street fans wanted and loved. Um, Also, interesting note, it took took them three hours to put the makeup on him every single time. So it was a three-hour makeup process. And the people who did the makeup, they they wanted to go for a burned look, but I thought this was interesting. They they really took, they liked the idea of melting cheese like a pizza. <laughs> so when 
literally uh, so their their uh, their inspiration was like melty cheese pizza when they were making <laughs> and you can see when you look at freddie's makeup from like three onward you're like oh yeah i can oh, see yeah, mozzarella yeah. there we go yeah uh, so that, is that there was, a scene of was... pizza in one of the movies is there a pizza yeah that comes so, i believe it's four or five and yes, they're, they're there, little meatballs on the pizza and then That's he squishes right. and eats one and then uh, i think says something about delivery because uh, he's hysterical. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that is Dream Warriors 3 to me. If you want to touch base with your inner angsty teen, this is the movie you watch. It is Freddie Robert uh, England at his best, I believe. Um, what are your thoughts? Let's start talking about, Bunny, where yes. would you like to put this movie in? I think the more I think about it, because I, was I wasn't sure if it was quite, you know, a sequel is never as good as the original, is the normal rule, isn't it? Uh, with the exceptions yeah. of uh, Empire Strikes Back, obviously. And I've never watched The Godfather, but I, people always say the second one's really good. And I will argue to the grave that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is the best of the of the, of the movies. I, I will stand alone on that rock. But, <laughs> uh, so, but I have to say that I think it is actually uh, my favourite of all the Nightmare movies, um, I'm pretty sure. Do I think it's uh, an A star in the honeymoon suite uh, with the the new pillow covers that we've put in there this week? I don't know, yes. but uh, I think it's certainly a contender. Would you say it's a, a, a grade A movie? Would you put it in the honeymoon suite? Well, look, I am biased because it is just <laughs> a personal love of mine. I I bet you a lot of class. Look, we put we put. A night of living, night of the living dead in the honeymoon suite because it does. That's it true. is iconic. Now, if you don't want to put it in the honeymoon suite, I am not offended. I have an idea of where I would put it, but I, I want, I want your opinion as far as do you think it's a? I mean, do we put it in the basement just because that's where it all started? Not that we think it's a total piece of shit, but you know, he was burned in a boiler room. Is essentially what yes, happened, to everyone. Uh, I think our, I think so, our basement has that vibe. I have to say. I don't know. I haven't been down there yet myself. Oh, no, uh, yeah. uh, I, I hear clinking late at night, and I think maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a serial killer in the building. Um, with any hope, anyway, if we can put our prices up. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, of course, I think it's a great day movie. I think it should go in the honeymoon suite. However, I think we should possibly uh, make sure check the uh, check the every corner that he's not going to appear through the ceiling. That's still one of those terrifying bits. <laughs> it's, it's from the first. Oh movie. yeah. Really, oh, um, is oh that's is that with Johnny Depp or is it with Nancy? Yeah. Johnny Depp kind of gets. Bored, it is with Johnny. He? Yeah. Up to the ceiling, yeah. And then that's there's right, the blood yes. that comes out of the bed. That's in the first one. Yeah. That's the first one. All right. So you're giving it a honeymoon sweep. I would indeed. I think it's an amazing film. Um, uh, for all, for its glorious, it's note perfect. It's just, it delivers exactly what you need from a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, everybody's great performances. Oh, I forgot that there's a, um, Ira, uh, oh, I've forgotten his surname now. It's uh, the one of... I've only ever seen him in this movie, uh, and one other, uh, Ira uh, Heaton, uh, the guy, the geeky guy with glasses, and he Will, is, of course, Will in the movie, yeah. Will, Will that's it. Uh, he 
is also in one of my favourite movies of all time, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And I think possibly these are his big two movies, I think. So he uh, must have been very busy in that mid to late 80s uh, period <laughs> for those two. Those uh, are not but, two know. bad movies to have on your resume. If those are the only exactly. two you have, who cares? Those are great. Exactly. He's still working. He still does things, I think. But as far as movies go, I think that's probably his big hits. And what two incredible, iconic movies you can sign at conventions or you like with those two. Uh, so I love the fact that he he was in the film, and it's I think it's I think it is my favorite of the nightmare. I think it's one of my favorite eighties horrors, point blank. Actually, um, I think so. I I really I love it. I think it's a great movie. Um, how did you discover? Did you see it when it first came out, Alison? Yeah. So um, well, I should say no, I did not because I rented it. I also right. remember that I could rent it during the time where you could choose VHS or beta. That's how long ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you want a beta oh version or do you want a VHS? Yes. I'm dating us in this right now by talking yeah. beta. Yes. Um, for those of you well, for those of you youngsters yeah. <laughs> yeah, who are listening, there was there was an alternative to VHS, if you even know VHS. It was called beta, <laughs> Betamax. And apparently it was going to be all the rage. Guess what? Yeah. It wasn't, it everyone. Wasn't. Uh but yeah, so I rented it. I, I believe I rented it. Uh, my parents allowed me to watch this stuff. I don't know why. Bless their hearts. They allowed me. Um, and so, yeah, I rented it, watched it in my basement, and, and loved every moment of it. Ate a lot of bags of crisps, a.k.a. chips, in North America. Well, again, with most of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, it's the uh, the poster art and the covers of the VHS oh. box arts was just incredible, weren't they? They, yeah. the, I think yeah. it has, the, especially the first one, I think it has one of the best posters for a movie of all time uh, with Nancy in the bed and the, the hands uh, uh, sort of in front of you um, kind of coming over her bed. Yeah. Um, that's absolutely terrifying. Uh, so I think that's what I think is so provocative. And that's probably why I rented the first one because I'm pretty sure I didn't see that with the cinema. I was also probably too young to see it at the cinema, I think. But you could rent it on on VHS, so I think that's where we probably uh-huh. discovered a lot of our films back then, wasn't it? It was, um, but also by the third one, it was a massive hit series, wasn't it? So even I mean, though the second was, one is yeah. is not quite as good as the, the first and the third, uh, oh, it still, still made ratings. People still yeah. went and saw it. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. probably one of those things at the time where they um, they wanted it out as quickly as possible, so probably other people weren't available. Perhaps perhaps the director wasn't available. I don't know what the story is behind that. But they, they always kind of want that sequel out really quickly, don't they? And that can trip people up uh, sometimes. But I still think it's a fun movie. I think it's still fine. Um, but the third one was when, oh, it's back on form. This is really good. Not only is uh, Nancy back and apparently Robert England, um, but uh, it's really on form. And there's some just such memorable scenes. I love it, the, I think it speaks to teenagers as well. You were saying, of that fantasy element, when you're in your dreams, you can be whoever you want to be. That's not yes. uh, sort of like a queer iconic movie. Then I don't know what it is. Uh, my favorite is I've forgotten the, the girl's name, but it's the I think she has a drug problem. But she in her dream, yes. she's like full on leather temptress with a mohawk, and she looks amazing. And her killers are he his knives, his hands turn into uh, syringes, and he injects her into the arms, which I think is possible. One of those ah ah. Horrible yeah. kills. It's such yeah. a, that not that violent or that nasty, but it's just icky. It just oh, that's but it's still a great, great kill. That's, that's some really great, great scenes kill. Uh, so I yeah. would definitely, definitely put it into the honeymoon suite. I think 
Oh, well, we've got two movies checked into the honeymoon suite now. It's getting crowded in there. So let's let's do a, a quick little um, a quick little uh, look into next week. What uh, is going to be your movie that you're bringing to us? Well, we're what, staying what in the What are you 80s. bringing us for next week? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, uh, it's actually the same year, 1980, as Elvira, Mistress of the Doll, but it's not Elvira. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. Uh, but, Alison, I do have a question for you. Are you scared of clowns? Hello. <laughs> Who is not is my answer. <laughs> because you Who is me. not? <laughs> next week's episode, it is the amazing, the iconic... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, I love that movie so much. <laughs> so if you're clown phobic, I'm not quite sure what the technical word is for that, but, you know, maybe maybe you probably want to have a strong cup of tea and maybe a mince pie to get you in the mood for it. But I can't wait. That's next week on Horror Motel. 